podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This holiday season, you know what I have on my wish list? Adventure. That's why I got a new Honda during the Happy Honda Day sales event. They have a whole lineup of rugged, all-wheel drive SUVs, CRV, Pilot, Passport. But at the end of the day, I drove off in a new HRV with a bunch of safety features. And best of all, I got it on clearance. So don't just sit around knitting an ugly holiday sweater. See your local Honda dealer for Happy Honda Day's clearance pricing today. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Make United Great Again a.k.a. www.makeunitedgreat.com, it don't exist. www.rashford.com, it don't exist. www.pogbasmosthated.com, it don't exist. Uh, yeah, first of all, I want to thank you all who came to our live show yesterday. It was a great event. We're going to have more events coming to you guys more regularly this year, but yeah, just shout yourselves out. You made it a great, great night. Um, I'm going to start off by introducing the regular lads. This is back from Zanku in Ibiza. How you doing, G? Hey, don't do that, big man. Hey, don't do that, big man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seb, Mr. Elo himself, how you doing, brother? What's good, what's good? Uh, what's good? Crashford in the house. And um, Elijah, how you doing, sir? Good, fam. AM9, it's 9am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. It's 9am everywhere, yeah? Cool. Everywhere. Right. We're going to start off, obviously, we did what we had to do yesterday. We we enjoyed the live show because we took care of business. But I want us to really take the time to break down the performance 
what we liked, what we didn't like, what we want to see going forward, what we think will end up coming back to haunt us. Um, so start me off. Obviously, you all watched it because I was there with you. Who wants to uh, kick off proceedings? I'll go. Okay. Okay, yeah, go on. Everyone's moving shy, yeah? Go on, Elijah. So, um, yeah. Just quick rundown of the game. First 15 minutes was all Chelsea. They came out of the blocks quickly. Um, then um, it was a good press in the middle of the pitch by Pereira and Lingard. Turnover to Martial. Then I think Martial plays a pass. And then uh, it's a bit overhit. Hits Lingard, goes to Rashford. We get a pen. And then obviously Rashford sticks it away in his favourite corner. After that... Um, 15 minutes, we were all right. Then last 15, Chelsea got back into it. was a bit even. And then first 15 of the second half was a very bad game of football. Both teams giving it away. And then we just get a quick fire to both on the counter. And then obviously James comes on, gets a fourth. Personally, overall, what I think was that um, we were... Not good in possession. There was a lot of tur- turnovers. I mean, first game of the season, it, you can be. There's an amount of of sloppiness that I can that I can accept, but the sloppiness from Pogba in particular, McTominay, Lingard, um, even e- even Marshall and Rashford. There was times where they were doing flicks that weren't necessary. Um, just in our general play, we weren't good in possession. The back four, well except for sure the rest of them were really good um i was re- i was really impressed with maguire actually um he the 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 thing that impressed me most was the amount of times he stepped into midfield to make interceptions he was tight to tammy and Giroud, trying to make sure they don't turn him because obviously that's where he's weakest um yeah one basaka as usual was just yeah, it was just him. It was really good. Lindelof as well. He was. He looked. He just looked more confident beside Maguire, basically. And I think it really did show that him him being there, he was being vocal. He was um, getting, getting his head on everything. It was good to see. Um, just in terms of um, tactically, I I think um, the gaps in midfield are ridiculous. Like it just it needs to. We need to sort that out immediately. Like, it's not just the gap in between the defense and midfield. It's the gaps where it's like in it's like in behind the wingers we played yesterday, like Rashford and Lingard or Pereira was out there. It was like in behind those parts, it'll be like there's a gap between there and the midfield. So Pogba and McTominay kept getting dragged out, and then because of that, there was massive gaps in the middle as well. It was just a bit like we need to sort it out because. It, we can't keep playing like that and because uh, a better team will exploit that because like I said last week Chelsea's attack is like League 2 so it's like <laughs> like we can't like we can't get into this full sense of security and thinking that's because it was Chelsea and like nah nah they, they're not a good offensive team um, apart from that uh, yeah I think I think in, I think in order to sort that out I really do think it would be better if we had like two, like rather than having Rashford out wide, I'll prefer Martial and then Rashford up top, and then we can have a flat four where those space, those gaps where 
those gaps that Pogba and McTominay have to cover, they don't need to cover because it's a flat four rather than a two, then a two a bit ahead. Because really and truly, you should only play that when you have the ball, not when you don't have the ball. So in terms of that, I think, um, yeah, we could do all right. Cool. This is- um, similar um, sentiments. I just finished watching the game again, and it was it was worse than I thought. You know, like damn, like it's been built up already bad. We're gonna struggle with teams that can, if we continue in this trajectory, we're gonna struggle with teams that can press effectively and press high, and um, because trying to play out from the back look like we're gonna turn the ball over every time, and just the coordination of our midfield in terms of being compact. Um, Pogba and McTominay playing at their base were getting dragged out to cover the spaces left left behind by the wide players. So that was a negative point. But I want to start off positive. It was so nice to finally slap Chelsea, man. Like, proper hate that team. The proper make me sick. Their pants, you know, like, they were they were bopping the ball around quite nicely. Obviously, you've got Kovacic and Jorginho very, very good in possession in the middle phase and the early phases of play. But they were so toothless. Like, they got into so many dangerous areas. Um, especially Pedro, who was... It was like he was making a wrong decision on purpose. Like, so many times he could slip somebody through and he'll cut inside to do that, hold R1 in a circle and was go either into the stands or into David De Gea's hands. And they weren't able to um, handle United in um, defensive transition whatsoever. Um, some positive thoughts for me was Juan Bissaka is an absolute monster, especially 1v1. He just, he just wins everything and his recovery... Even recovering other people's mistakes was quality. Lindelof was was good. There was one play, I think it was maybe in like the thirtieth minute, where he um, he was under pressure from two Chelsea players and kind of spun out of it. What people don't realise that McTominay gave him that absolute dire pass, like he like, whipped it to his chest. He had to high foot control it and turn out, which was quite shocking. Maguire was solid, brilliant, um, and Luke Shaw was terrible as per. I'm not sure if anyone heard Jose. At half time, when he was like, Oh, Maguire's on Lisa Man, that he's gonna have to cover Luke Shaw a lot, which was like a a quick shot at Luke Shaw. Um, facts, though. yeah, That's big facts. facts. And it's funny, you have to cover a guy who actually can't attack, which is <sighs> neither here nor there. Um, the midfield, McTominay was poor. Um, I don't really see what he he started to win a couple of tackles in the second half, but in build up, he looked lost. And when he got the ball, he was just going backwards or getting pressed off it. Pogba, dearie me. No, okay, I've got a, um, got a quick question from at Houdini. Um, how, <laughs> will, how will you defend the Pogba gender this season? I, I, I only defend him when he needs when he needs defending. Like he didn't need defending from yesterday. He was he was shocking. But obviously, thank when you're that good at football, you can play a pass like that or. The transition um, counter which was pretty much a one-man counter the one-two of uh, Marshall, and then playing the pass to Daniel James, who got a bit fortunate with the deflected shot, but a good moment for him. He could change the game like that, and it's phenomenal when you got someone who's playing so deep because nobody else can pass that even from a deep position he's able to impact the game offensively in that regards. So, but he, yeah, but he was shocking. It to be fair, and a front three. I think Lingard did okay in the second half. I can't lie. Um, Marshall and Rashford are very sloppy, but they're so dangerous. And I think that was the main difference between us and Chelsea, that we had more dangerous players going forward. Faster, better dribblers and better finishers. And that was the main the main difference for me. So, are you buying uh, Lingard's stock, then? No, 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 no. I never had Lingard's stock. You lot know me. 
I've never had Lingard start. Not for a single day. No, after single that day. FA Cup goal, I, I think I remember you getting some on the low. No, 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 definitely not me. Definitely not me. You don't have, you don't, you don't have all that. Don't try for me. But, but yeah, <laughs> Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea are gonna be in very big, big trouble, bruv. Like Lampard came to the, I said yesterday, Lampard came to the stadium all dripped up, dripped up, trying to feet up. By the end of the game, he was looking stressful. The shirt was undone. His hair got a bit scruffy. All of a sudden, he grew a beard. So I hope to see many more Chelsea patients. But we can definitely come ahead of Chelsea. Um, looking at yesterday's game, I know they've got players to come in, but. They just seem so toothless. The attack, yeah, the attack isn't yeah, good enough at all, bro. At all, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for them. Obviously, Lampton and his boys went for a seven-mile jump before the game, thinking that it was gonna be all easy, light. slim, slim pickings. You had, to, light. you had to get touched. You had to get touched. So yeah. What's that? What's that whipping video they got of Ollie doing there? Oh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Big mood, big mood. That's how we the, the, the mini rock. That's it, that's it. They got only doing the mini rock out here. Give him man that easy 4-0. Uh, Seb, without without your agendas, yeah? Tell me what you thought of the game. Um, Yeah, like pretty much similar to what Elijah and uh, this said. They basically, um, the first half it was crap. It was fortunate to um, actually be one up. Um, Zuma on his right side. Um, decide that. Those of you who weren't at the live show, that's, that a, means that's a nod to a certain man on certain pod. We won't name them. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. We don't man anyway. here, so, you know. I'll lose a pod, fam. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so Elijah, pipe it up, you know. So for, uh, so for Luca, Zuma, yeah. Zuma, Zuma getting <laughs> chopped I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, you know. Imagine, imagine the first part of the season you're talking about four 0 hammering. Can't relate to that. Still, that's, that I can't is relate. Can't imagine, relate. Huh? Cause but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Zuma got chopped on the right, yeah. um, you know, yeah, from the right, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Rash would pen, um, and then yeah, like I think, yeah, like I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I'm hoping it was kind of um, the nerves from you know, it's the first game, it's a big game, um, the, the players were nervous because if we do play like that against, especially against like Wolves, um. Who are uh, who actually play good football, um, and I think they've got a better strike force than Chelsea. We could actually get punished. No, think about it. Um, they do. Yeah, and um, yeah. So I just feel like we need to just be a bit more careful in possession. Um, I don't think we've we we must practice playing out from the back. However, um, it seems weird because none of the players create the angles to progress the play upfield. So we pass it and then a player gets stuck, but he shouldn't be stuck. There should always be two options, um, at least one, you know, for a first time pass, but there isn't. So they get stuck and then we go back and recycle. And sometimes we get fortunate with it, but it doesn't really seem like it's well rehearsed because you should it's, always have an option. Like always have an option. It seems to, we seem to get out of the trap due to some piece mm. of individual brilliance. So, uh, just to reference Lindelof getting away from the two men that were marking him, I think Pogba, for all his like misgivings, he is able to get his yard when he needs to get his yard. And he dropped the shoulder a couple of times. But yeah. there were also many times when Pogba was having to pick the ball up on the edge of our box. On mm. the edge of yeah, our 100%. box. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, Chelsea... Like, even like... 
a lot of times I saw uh, Wan-Bissaka, he, he had about three or four men around him and it was quite difficult for him because there was really any options so he had to go uh, back. However, there was one time where Chelsea had, uh, he, they had him crowded how, and he just kind of took his time. He took his time, saw a pass in the middle and we basically, Chelsea were open. That they, All of their players were around him and they were open and, and and Chelsea done that a few times, and that's something we, in preseason, we've been um, guilty of, of being we've pressed so hard that we're all in one era, and all it's taken is uh, someone to just you know concentrate and play a simple pass, and they're through on goal. And we've done that to Chelsea a few times. Um, so yeah, like um, yeah, it was it was okay, you know, it was okay. I'm happy that we we won, and I'm happy that we took our chances. Yeah, you really, you really can't. Well, you can ask for more, but in terms of looking good on the score sheet and giving Oli and the boys a bit more confidence, that's exactly the sort of result you wanted. Um, obviously, Maguire got man of the match, and I think that was pretty fair. I don't think he really set a foot wrong. Seemed to win everything in the air, won won everything. I think maybe Tammy got away from him once, but other than that, he pretty much won everything that came his way. Uh, other than Maguire, I want you guys to give me your player ratings. We'll start from the back and we'll go all the way to the front. Um, each play, each of you, give me a rating. Uh, DDG. DDG uh, six, six, man. I say, I say like a seven. He he was good. He made some really good saves. And last season, uh, oh, I'm yeah, saying a seven because of the bar. So like last season, he would have just pammed some of the balls straight out to like a Chelsea player. Whereas, like, it was kind of back to the old DDG-ish, you know what I mean? So, yeah, he, he made really good saves, so. Okay, so six for you, uh, well, seven for you, sorry. Disu? No, 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 I'm back to six. I, I don't think only one of the saves was good um, from Barkley, but yeah, six. <laughs> um, and Elijah? Six yeah, six. I'm going to judge him by his normal performance, not his worst, so, yeah, okay, six. Cool. Uh, one Basaka, Elijah? I'm going to give him uh, eight. Eight, uh, Disu? Yeah, likewise. Uh, Seb? Yeah, eight, definitely. Uh, Lindelof? Seven for me. Seven. I'll give him seven. And Vic, uh, Vic, seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Seven. Uh, seven. Maguire? Eight. Uh, yeah. Eight, and, uh, Seb? Eight. Eight. Um, Luke Shaw, Seb first. <laughs> Three. Um, <laughs> Three. Uh, uh, Elijah. I'm gonna give him a four. Four. Okay. Generous. Uh, <laughs> Scott McTominay. To some people on this pod, Muck Sauce. <laughs> Kids. McDry fam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you give him, uh, Elijah? I'll give him a five. Um. This week? Five. Uh, <laughs> Seb. Have some, have some shame. Six point five. Six point five. We're not doing. We're not doing point fives. All right, six, six, six. six. <laughs> um, Hogba. Oof. This is so six, hard. Six, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's a weird. Hey. Because our general play, he deserves a two. Yeah. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna have to take short down to three. Yeah. Because Pogba was a four, so okay. Yeah. So uh, oh. sure, sure, suffering at the hands of another man, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Pogba was a four. Uh, I'll give Pogba. I'll give him a five just because of the two. No, I'm giving a six. No, no, oh, it's so slimy, bro. Give him a five still. Um, and Seb. Five, definitely. Five. Okay, uh, Pereira. Oh, four. Four. I forgot he was playing, to be honest, until I just mentioned him. He was um, horrific. Like, yeah, four. Horrible, this you. Oh, yeah, bad, bad. Uh, like if he didn't have the if he didn't have the assist, yeah, oh my god! I don't want to talk and about to him. Fair, to be fair, he did win the ball back for yeah. The, the, the yeah, he he had a that's couple cool. good moments. That's why I can't really really like pab him. But yeah, for no, I can. He was fucking shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jesse Lingard, Jay Ling's to his fans. I'll give him a five. Yeah, give him a five second half. Yeah, five, five, three five plus five. So. So. Okay, um, Marcus Rashford, Sebi. Eight. Oh, um, my God. This is... Uh, oh. I'll give him a seven, you know. And uh, Elijah? Uh, I'm going to give him a seven as well. Seven. And then uh, uh, AM9? Elijah? I'm going to give him a six. This who? Yeah, likewise. Um, yeah, six, six is fair, to be fair. Oh, wow, you said that was bare... Vim said, "Wow." No, it's first, first, first. I first, hear first, you, bro. brother. And what would you give Oli? Three. Three. Um. I'm gonna give Oli a five. What would you give him, Elijah? I'm gonna give him a five as well. You're gonna give him a five. So what are you saying harsh from this year? Yeah. yeah. I'm hyping up Lingard on the same point that he's giving Oli a three. Scary hours, man. Who's who hyped on Lingard? You, like, Lingard, you, 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 you're going with Rashford. Um, yeah. Okay, you're going with Elijah. I'm going with Wan Wan Basaka. Um, and this is? Uh Wan Basaka. Wan Basaka, yeah. So man of the match is Aaron Wan Basaka. Let's talk a bit more about him because obviously he's a player who's come over with a lot of hype compared to other left backs at other clubs, which again we won't mention. Um, <laughs> defensively, he looks immense. And he looks comfortable going forward. We've had to suffer through Valencia and Ashley Young for the last few years. What extra dimension do you think he's going to bring to the team going forward? Desu? Uh, you, you are bare polite this evening, boy. See what a win gets you. <laughs> everyone, everyone being gentlemen, boy. I know if we lost... You guys will be fighting over each other to talk, man. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is, um what extra dimension do you envision Aaron Wambasaka bringing to the team this season? Um, competency, first and foremost. We're not used to that at left back. <laughs> or left back, to be perfectly honest. Or centre back. So, yeah, this is this is new. I watched Wambasaka win, turn it off the challenge. I'm like, wow, am I in a twilight zone? Um, I think what he gives us is the ability to allow a right side of player, especially again in against lesser teams to have freedom to like cheat when I say cheat I mean not trap full backs and float because you know that he can deal with the danger 1v1 
um, overlaps and all sorts. And also somebody who's competent and actually very, very comfortable on the ball. Like, and somebody he could also get beyond his fullback and put in the cross. So I think he gives us that extra stability in terms of um, going forward, defensive transitions, just defensive phases, and then build up. He's just... A, honestly, I'm so happy with that signing. Literally, he's such a... Uh, the price for me is light now. Is he honestly, better than you thought? Yeah, he's or just cold, what you're like, expecting. No, because I, I, obviously, man, ain't really trying to watch Palace like that. You heard me? Like you only really watch Palace when they're playing another big team when on TV. Yeah, and, and those uh, games they're under the cosh in it, so you only see what you know, he's doing defensively. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I always thought he was pretty decent on the ball. I thought I don't know what people are watching, but seeing him in preseason, he's literally been immense every game. So consistent. Winning the ball, recovering, helping out other players, and in going forward, he's been quality as well. So I'm having him still. Cool. Um, I want to speak about another player. Uh, the eighty million. It's eighty million, isn't it? But is it eighty plus add-ons? Eighty. I'm not sure. Just eighty just flat. Elijah getting it clear, right? It's eighty. Just 80. I ain't hearing anything else. Cool. So Harry Maguire, uh, first game for us. Obviously, big game. All eyes were on him. Uh, how do you think he did? Break, break down his performance. What you feel, again, he brings to the team, takes away from the team? Okay, I'll, I'll go. Um, yeah, um, Maguire, I think he was really good because um, uh, he's positioning... Uh, I'll start on his positioning first. Um, he made a lot of uh, interceptions that could have transpired into half chances or full chances, whereas I think... You know, in the past, we've seen um, uh, players like Jones or Smalling, like it goes past them, they drop on the floor, you know, the other team's players in and they have a shot on goal um, or whatever, you know what I mean? So that I was really, really impressed with. Like, um, I was also impressed with him carrying the ball into midfield. Um, We get a bit uh, more confident or he gets a bit more confident. He's going to be... Playing uh, better passes, he he did play a, a couple good uh, passes directly into like the strikers' feet or whatnot. But as we progress and as he gets more confident, um, and as the team gets to know each other, um, I think we're going to see that more. We're going to see a lot of uh, you know crossword or long balls. Um, I think he tried one, didn't really go go to plan. But I feel like he's definitely going to bring that. And yeah, man, he was just all solid all round. Um, one, well, from what I remember, won all these aerial battles. Um, and I feel like everyone was just confident, like assured. And as like um, uh, Jose said, he, he's gonna have to cover short a lot. And I think he did do that. <laughs> he did do that. He did. Uh, do Jose that. was uh, box office yesterday, man. Yeah, yeah. The guy's quality is so still. Good, bro. I love it so much. Man. It's a sick pundit. I love him so much. Yeah, it is his punditry and analysis is on another level and he he dominates the room. There's like everybody steps back to let him say what he needs to say and it's like, he's that character and it's almost like, why couldn't you... Like, imagine that, that confident Jose Mourinho being your manager while your team's doing well. Ah, oh, mate. It would have been... It, we would have been unbearable. We would have been unbearable. God saved you lot, you know. Honestly. <laughs> Me... I, I would have been the worst though. Ah, uh, you lot are so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, obviously, Maguire's done well. Juan Bissaka's done well. So, immediately, even though we did discuss in earlier pods how with Matic playing in front of the black, back four, that we would still struggle overall as a team because he doesn't protect his defence very well, you can immediately see that better individual players 
have improved the team straight off from the back because in those individual situations where their ability is most glaring, they're doing much better than what we had before. So like Seb said, we've got a player who is confident, can carry the ball, can engage with strikers physically and we've got a player right back who just seems to be an absolute boss. So we all assumed that Matic was going to be starting this game. He didn't. He didn't even see the pitch. So, first of all, I want to say give Oli props, but it was glaringly obvious. If anyone who watched any of our preseason games could see that, if Matic started, we would have been absolutely roasted. Um, do you think this starting lineup is the starting lineup going forward, or are there players that you think are going to perhaps come in and going to get a run out, and Oli wants to see what they're about? I, f- I feel like this is going to be the starting lineup going forward. Um, yeah, from what I, from, yeah, I definitely feel like he's going to try persist, and especially because uh, we haven't been, we haven't had a consistent eleven in God knows how long. Like it's always been a drop and change. So I feel like he's going to try and persist, and you know, um, bring some, you know, um, some continuity. You know, because again, like we always get shot with injuries. We're always swapping. If we lose, this player's out, and it's it's been that way ever since um, Fergie left. So you know him; he's Fergie's son. I think he's gonna try to play the same eleven you're as Fergie's, much as he you're can. You're Fergie's grandson, yeah. I am, to be fair. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel I feel like he's gonna try to play the same eleven as much as he can, and then uh, probably change in the cup competitions. Cool. Um, guys, so we started really well. We couldn't really have had a better start to the season. What do you want to see from the team going forward? So obviously you've told me what you thought about the performance, who did well, who didn't do particularly well. What sort of things do you want to see the imp- team improving on that will fill you guys with confidence going forward? Did you see? Um, playing out from the back and just general ball retention and also shape. So. I felt like we were too, we were too wide um, in defence and um, in, in possession, like way too early in build-up. So obviously, anyone that's played football for any team, they tell you once you get the ball, you, you're meant to disperse and make the pitch get high and wide, all that type of stuff. Yeah, but we would do it when we haven't even secured possession. Like possession is not even secured. And as Jose was saying, if he got anticipate danger, so sometimes, especially Luke Shaw, he'll be always out of position. And he was so easy to drag infield and then Aspilicueta get in, Aspilicueta or Pedro get in around the outside of him. But obviously, thankfully, the quality wasn't there. So I see it's just a bit more cohesion in how we transition in, in our shape off ball and when we're in possession as well. Definitely, the not from the back needs so much work. Um, I'm not sure if it's the shape of the midfield or the personnel. But I definitely don't believe that we should be playing number 10s. I think we should have three in the middle. And I think we should have um, Fred as the deepest because he's the most competent, which is saying something out of them. And at least with Fred, he's actually, he actually is what he will, he wants the ball. He wants the ball to feet. And he will actually try to pass the ball through the lines quickly and forward. It's just that he just tends to get panned off the ball by anybody above the height of five foot one which unfortunately is everybody in the Premier League. So that's what I look to see. And then in attack, just some common sense on Mar- Rashford and Martial. Um, Rashford, I was watching the post-game again today and Carragher was talking to Rashford and Rashford was talking about he's always he's felt that for years that United could be more dangerous in transition. But he said, obviously, with young players, there's a lot of bad decision-making. And 
I think decision maker for Marcus Rashford and Martial can improve. So certain times, especially with Martial, he will he won't beat a player um, when he should. He'll try to play one two. Rashford will always flick the ball no matter what the situation is. Or sometimes when when um, Martial is just simply passable or cross, he will try to run through five people in one cubic meter of space. So just better decision making because they've got all the tools to be dangerous. And then I think then we'll see a better product on the pitch. Cool. So, if that's what the players need to do, and I mean what, we're in season four of Finding Marshall, we're in season four of Can Anybody Find Paul Pogba, and we're in season three of, oh, you man rate, Ra- you man rate Rashford, yeah? So, <laughs> all those shows, are, we're looking for the ratings to go up on those. Um, Fred, I don't rate Fred, personally. But I would, yeah, yeah, I would give him a go in this lineup. Uh, obviously, McTominay brings the PMP and he brings the energy. But based on what we saw, I could easily see that team getting carved apart by anybody half decent. Because remember, Same. as poor as Chelsea were, they put together some decent moves. And when they put together some decent moves, they had the team kind of shaking. And obviously, what then happened is that they got to the final third and you had, obviously, poor quality players getting on the ball or, again, horrendous decision-making. So, that result definitely flattered to deceive. Um, what did you guys think, Elijah and Sebi? So, what do you... So, obviously, Aris told us what he wants to see going forward. What are you looking to see going forward from the team? Um, personally, I would like to see some common sense with how we do our like how we do our cheating and overload so for example we were leaving Rashford up the pitch yesterday and then that that's fine but you're allowing a 2v1 with probably our weakest member of defense like that doesn't make any sense to me like and then going forward we had loads of options on the left but we're leaving Wan-Bissaka kind of isolated on the right and as good as he is defensively and in the middle third of the pitch in terms of being composed and passing out whenever he gets to the final third he looks a bit out of ideas he slows down a bit and he needs options there to be able to pass through so I think we need to switch where we have our underloads and overloads in that sense um in terms of playing the ball out from the back we need we need to set up better because the way we do it is so weird. It's like McTominay pulls into... Like, so yesterday... So, this whole preseason, Pogba's been playing right centre mid and McTominay's been playing left centre mid. And then, so so McTominay was pulling out to the left, like, kind of left-back position. Maguire would be in between that. Then Pogba would be in, like, a DM position and then Lindelof would be in, like, a right centre-back position. So, it'll be, like, kind of like a parallelogram, but then we'll pass it out and then... Lingard's not offering properly. Pereira's being a ghost as usual. And then <laughs> it's like there's no options in the middle of the pitch. So he just gets to Pogba or McTominay and then it's just stuck between those four. And then eventually you try to pass out to a right back. And then it's just it's just hoping that the Chelsea press was so intense that we'll be able to find a pass into midfield and build from there. So we really need to work on how we build up play. In terms of getting into the final third, I think we really need to get, we need to start in better positions. Like, we barely ever use the spaces in between the centre-back and full-back. Like, 
the, the third goal came from Rashford recognising the space in between there and just running through there, just trying to pick up dangerous positions like either, like, for example, like, it doesn't always need to be an overlap. Sometimes a fullback should go inside the wingers, basically, just to just to mix up a bit, just so we just so the opposition doesn't know where it's coming from. Um, we need to really improve our combination players or like the flicks and tricks are all nice, but come on, like hey, chat to if, your boys, chat if, to your boys, Marshall and Rashford. They're trying to flick at any any opportunity. The thing is, yeah. The thing is, yeah, if if you're playing a fluid like a fluid um front four, yeah. That means you're not always gonna know where these men are. So why are you flicking it so much when you don't even know where men are? You're just doing blind flicks to no one. And we kept losing the ball. Like it's okay if you have Man City where they have set positions, so you know that a man's gonna be there. When you're just flicking it and then this Lingard guy is supposed to be right mid is playing. <laughs> it's like it doesn't make any sense. So like we just need to sharpen up our combination play. Like actually look to play. I mean. In terms of just passing it through midfield, it needs to be so much better. Pogba, he needs to take less touch. He needs to trust the front four, basically. He just needs to think, I'm going to take less touches and just pass it swiftly. Like, basically, how he plays for France, where he gets the ball to touch, gets first touch out. Like, just play it quickly, just quicken up the plays. Too, too many times in the first half, especially, he will slow it down trying to do a touch bring just do a drag back like fair fair enough i understand like you don't trust these youths up top yet cool but fam you you've got it because it it looks so bad on him that he, he kept losing the ball yesterday and that was just on him like it, it, it needs to stop now like he just needs to play like a proper center mid now because that's where he's playing right now so there's no for me there's no more excuses he just needs to play properly now thank you elijah Always detailed. Uh, Sev, I mean, follow that if you will, sir. Yeah, um, just to follow, I just feel like um, as we progress, I feel like, again, if the team is playing together, everyone's going to have a better understanding of um, the strengths and whatnot. I feel like McTominay, um, as Elijah was saying, because I was just picturing that position, he was in between Maguire and Shaw. The reason why he's in between Maguire and Shaw is because, um, okay, Maguire, um, sometimes he does step out, um, but it's Shaw, because Shaw, like any sort of pressure, the guy has to go backwards. So when he goes backwards, then I feel like our centre mids or one centre mid will always drop deeper to kind of start their attack again. Like he's so scared of just driving on the outside, just drive. Like, like he literally has no urgency. Like it's it's proper annoying. Um, and yeah, man, the flicks are yeah, the flicks were crazy. I seen like Marshall done like the craziest one where like the ball was coming to me, just flick like nobody was there. Not a single soul. Not even the Chelsea player was there, fam. Not even the Chelsea. Like, literally, nobody was there. Like, if he turned... What are you saying? saying? It's like, nobody. Not a single soul. Nobody. Not a single soul. Martial. Martial. (laughs) Nobody, yeah. And then, like, literally, if he just took a touch and turned, he's going to be driving onto the Chelsea back four, like. So, yeah, again, like, as, um, as time goes on, I feel like these things will get better, um... 
I just need everybody like I, I want this eleven to just keep playing. Just keep playing. Even if you lose, just keep playing. Don't change it. Just keep playing. Maybe make it okay. What like depending on the game, maybe make it a free. Um, but other than that, like I just want at least at least eight or nine of these players to just stay in the squad and just keep playing. And I feel like we'll probably get better as the season goes on. Yeah, so you, you're pretty optimistic going forward, yeah? Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like we'll play better. I don't I don't know about the results. I just feel like we'll, we'll play better. The bar is not very high, to mm-hmm. be fair. So I guess that's a nice segue into our next game. Uh, Wolves away. Bring them on, I say. Bring them on. Um, this is, what do you think? They beat us like what? Two or three times in the space of like a week or two last season. Yeah. There are enemies. These still. season defining losses as well. Yeah, it's looking a bit of a sticky one still. I can't even lie to you. Um, I don't even rate Wolves as much as everybody else rates them. Um, I think last season, that game, when we went 1 0 up, we still won really comfortably, but it's just absolute shambolic bits of defending. Um, I'm not really confident this game because what I saw in terms of spaces, I just didn't like. And also, Wolves won't play like Chelsea. Wolves won't. Um, Wolves going to be compact. They're going to be organised. They're not going to make as many defensive mistakes or surrender possession as stupidly as Chelsea would on some on certain occasions. They're going to probably sit, um, be in a, maybe a deeper block than um, Chelsea was as well. So that's really help us in terms of our transitional game and Marshall and Rashford finding spaces. So. Now is how we unlock them. Do we have the quality quality to unlock them? We've got three players, I believe, on the pitch that can do something, and that's Pogba, uh, Martial, and Rashford. It's just that now we have to see how good is the movement and the decision making of Martial and Rashford when teams are playing low block. And this is where they have to be very, very good in their one v one game. When I mean one v one, I mean when they got position, when they're isolated with a full back or a centre back is dragged that wide, can they get beyond them? and create uh, mismatches. Because um, I'm not really expecting anything from Lingard or um, Andreas Pereira, to be honest. And can Luke Shaw be a, a, a positive in in a build play? Can he actually get beyond um, the fullback? And can he actually put in a decent cross? Can he create space for Rashford or whoever's on the left-hand side to move inwards? And can we also be solid on set pieces and not just completely die in transition? Because I can see us getting murdered in transition. Wolves are pretty good in transition and the spaces we pick up in terms of when we're in build-up play and we turn over the ball, we're very, very susceptible to counter-attack. Chelsea could have had many goals, as we've all said, but they're just terrible. Elijah says they've got a league to attack. And I'll, I'll stick with that. Wolves are probably, probably got a better attack than Chelsea. So, yeah, um, I'm not anticipating uh, much joy for us on Monday evening. Boy, uh, Elijah, what, what do you expect, sir? Um... I'm pretty scared of that game because one thing I one, one thing I, <laughs> one thing I did notice in the Chelsea game is that um, when we were shuffling across our back four, like Lindelof would or Lindelof especially would be scared to like shuffle across properly just to close down the gap between himself and um, Wan-Bissaka, and then would see McTominay have to drop in and basically be like five at the back, but it just left so much space in the midfield. So personally, I I would really want to I would really want want to, want to match up with Wolves just to go free at the back because I don't I don't trust us against two attackers. I I don't trust that. Like it's not even just 
the defence, I just don't trust us to cover the spaces in midfield properly. And that is just so dangerous against Wolves because the, they live for the transition. So we can't do what we've done yesterday. We need to sell properly. Like, I, But the problem is, is that with that is that it relies so much on the wing backs and Wambasaka, like he can power, he can power forward at least. Sure, he's so tentative. Like his first touch, for some reason, he plays like he's five years old, where he takes the first touch with the sole of his boot. And I don't know who taught him that, <laughs> but they, it's just one. Of, it, it makes him motionless. Like he stops the ball, and it's like he doesn't. Like the thing is that sometimes he will run with it, and he looks so good. But then he does it like once every five games, and it's just like it just pisses me off. Like so, he's a he's a, he's a little tease, isn't he? Yeah, um, he had that uh, game against Palace last season when everyone was like, "Yo, if he can play like this, then we're mate, in business." But even it was just one game, even versus PSG away last season, he was he was amazing. But like he just gives these little performances, and he need, he needs to be consistent now because 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 he had the games last season, his first proper season at United, where he's had proper run of games. Now he needs to find consistency in form. And so, in terms of wing-backs, I'm not sure about um, just playing Dallow, maybe, but I don't think Solskjaer even likes the youth that much. Which, to be fair, it's not even his fault, because he, really? he just looks... You've got to remember that he's played, what, 30, 40 first-team games, if that? He's got raw attributes yeah. that we need to be... He does, but it's just like, mate, it's just like, he, like, to be, like, to, now that Wambasaka's right back, he can't even, like, fully grow into that position yet. And like you said, he's played 40 or so games. Like, I'm not going to put him at left back, which is not even his primary position, like, just to learn. Like, it's a bit dangerous, but in terms of the midfield, I would really want us, like, I'm not sure because. Wolves, Wolves play free in there now, not the three-four-three that they started the last season with. They play like a three-five-two, so it's. I'm not sure how we can set up in there just to negate that. Maybe have maybe drop Pereira, and just like have Marshall and Rashford up top, Lingard in behind, just to be able just to like. Basically, just to match, just to like have a like a man mark, like just a one v one in there, and just try and beat them out that way, and then have Marshall and Marshall and um, Rashford try and cause problems with the outside centre backs. Hopefully, Lingard have the third man run in there. <laughs> but boy, it, it's, it's it's looking like a tough game. I I, I would really take a draw of that game but then again I said the same against Chelsea and we panned them so who knows man okay. stick talk yeah yeah I of course that. man I respect that and Seb what are you expecting um I feel like uh we'll beat Wolves um I think it was definitely definitely going to be a difficult game though um but I feel like we should definitely beat Wolves and I feel like Oli uh would definitely go with a three in midfield and I think he should um, and then uh, he should also start Dan- Daniel James uh, because if Wolves play the 3-5-2 especially on the counter attack I feel like we'll have joy if we can move the ball quick enough so if we can move the ball quick enough and kind of expose uh, the wing 
perks, I feel like we'll have joy. So I just want to just, yeah, I, f- I feel like we'll um, at least we'll get like a 1 0 one nil victory or something. Cool. So can I go around the room and get some predictions? Yeah. Jisoo? Two, two, two 1 Wolves. 2 1 Wolves. Elijah? Uh, I'm going to go 2 1 United, Russian. 9am again. Wow, all right, <laughs> even predicting scorers, yeah? Yeah, man. Cheeky 4-0 win, man's piping up. And, um, <laughs> and um, Seb, what's your prediction, sir? Uh, either 1 or 2-0 to us. You don't want to predict no scorers, no? Uh, Ras, of course, man, he's on the score sheet, man. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Come all Russell. right. So, we're going to finish up with some listeners' questions. Um... Whoever feels ready to answer this question, just just do your thing. We obviously operate a safe space here. Uh, Making that a great again podcast, sponsored by Nestle. Of um, <laughs> I've got a question from Duraginio. Duragino. Uh, will AP ever push on to be the first Brazilian superstar at United? If you get Champs League, Look, Cup, yeah. let him finish. Let him land. Let him land. Uh. Um, Will he ever push on to be the first Brazilian superstar at United? If we get Champs League come May, do we get Sancho? What is... Wow, wow, wow. Man is asking bare questions. All right, so we're going to break this down into individual questions, yeah? So first one, and I'll let you answer this one, Elijah. Uh, Will AP ever push on to be the first Brazilian superstar at United? The only way no. that's possible, the only way that's possible is if you focus on being the Brazilian O'Brien. All all you need to focus <laughs> on just play out right wing, learn how to shift it a yard and whip it in because that's all the guy's good for, man. He, ha- he, ha- he has a good cross on him. He's he's all right at set pieces. The guy is he's just other than that he's a ghost and I I don't ah oh, he pissed me off, man. <laughs> you that, had that's what I him originally though, didn't you? Huh? You had some stocks in Me? No, yeah. no. You never no. liked him, yeah? That was Sebi. That was that, Sebi, mate. Sebi, <laughs> boy. That diverse portfolio, yeah? Nah, um, but... And then the second one is, if we get Champions Leagues come May, do we get Sancho? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to find anyone disagreeing with you on this particular one, know, just because I think everybody on the pod has expressed some interest or some big hope in signing Sancho. Um, the first question, what is uh, Tim Fossu... <laughs> I ain't heard that name in years. What is Team Fossu Mensa's best position and does he fit into the team when he comes back fit? No, he's crap. Um, wow. Um, I do not like him at right back. I said it. At, even, even, at, even, at, even at Palace, like when Wan-Bissaka came in, there was just a big difference. Um, at centre back, maybe in a three, in defensive midfield, I don't think he's played enough there. But like, he's just not played. He's just not played I, enough there. I heard and, that at youth level in defensive mid, he was a monster. Yeah, but obviously that's at youth level. But he is very physical, and the thing I like about him is that he can go cover ground so quickly. And the and the good thing about him playing right back is that we've seen a lot in recent years that. We've seen a lot in recent years that um, managers have been playing their midfielders at at left back just to help with their positioning. And because it's such a tight space, when they go back into midfield, they start to 
appreciate space more. So I think it could help him, but he needs to tighten up on his technique because sometimes he can be very rash, even though he's he's okay technically. Positionally, he can be very rash, but he does have the speed to recover. But yeah, um, it does look like it's over for him at United because he's had two loans now. He's not really shone in, in either of them. He's been, he's been at, well, Fulham was a poor team and he was a poor defence. And then at Palace, he got overtaken by wan But to be Saka is just fucking amazing. So, top yeah. quality wan Yeah, man. And I mean, any if you can answer this question, it's Shaw's time running out at left-back. Yeah, it's done, man. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's done, man. Hey. Duraginio, I'm respecting that. Four questions uh, in one. Do you know what it is, yeah? Elijah's got stocks in Shaw. He loves him, bruv. Him, bro. Uh, you love Shaw, bruv. You love wow. Shaw. Bam. I've, been te- I've been telling these guys about Shaw for the last two, three years. The guy's finished. Do you know what? <laughs> he, he recovered. Do you know what? It's just like, I just wanna. Remember those five games on the LVG? What a glorious time. May. Oh, <laughs> he recovered, we were, He's we done. We thought we were set, you know. Yeah, this is our left back for the next. <laughs> May. That game, that game against Chelsea, yeah, I will never forget. That's the best left back forms I've seen in years for United. <laughs> what? That guy, the pass he done for Falcao, the oh, hey, mate, ah, oh, he was on, he was on joints that game. But yeah, that guy looks like he's gone because from time he's taking touch with the sole of his foot, you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't play football, you can't play football professional level when you're taking touch with the sole of your foot. Like, come on, that ah oh, man, that I think he's playing on sand. I think his confidence is just shot. Um, let's next question from Vortex Alchemy. Nice name. And he's got the dif- Diplomats DP. So I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan. Um, do you think Oli will go all out for the Europa League as a backup to not making the top four? Or will he use it for the squad players? And then secondly, which would you prefer? Uh, Disu? What would I prefer? Um, I think I'll prefer top four and then Europa League. I do think you can actually win the Europa League because you're, we're meant to be big boys in this competition. But I think top four shows that, okay, cool, you're bread and butter in the league, that, okay, you're one of the better sides. You can compete in your domestic league, which is what you're, which is your bread and butter, as I said. And then, okay, cool, next year, can we build on that by getting in better players, like maybe the likes of Sancho, um, hopefully five central midfielders as well, and a left back. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my um, personal opinion. Obviously, um, winning a trophy is great, but We've been there, done that. You get me, like let's just let's just done, have it. Done the thing, yeah? Um, yeah. And what do you think Oli will do? Do you think he will take uh, it seriously or use it for a squad player? Nah, I don't. I, don't, I think he's gonna play. Um, I think he's gonna play the bums them and the young and the young G's until unless it unless it looks mad peak that yo we can't get top four or with your, with the reserves that they should be able to get in, they should be able to get into the quarterfinals anyway. So once you get to quarterfinals, you can you could then start maybe taking it a bit more seriously. Cool, um, saucy Pogba. So you can tell who he's a fan of. Um, what do you think should be our starting midfield? Is it a two-man midfield or a three-man midfield? I feel like we've already answered that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, got a question from Mesh, and then just bare Roman numerals, boy. X C V. One one. What what's that, Elijah? Huh? What what, what, what was X, it? Uh, X C V one one. X C V. Yeah. 
that doesn't make any sense because C is more than X, I'm sure. X, I thought X was 50. Not uh, X is 10. X is 10, bruv. It is what it is. You can tell I'm the only person in this conversation that didn't go uni, but what the fuck? What is that? What is Get the bottles of LO, man. Quickly, quick, quick, quick. Um, what, is a, what is a realistic January transfer window United could have to secure top four? Just one midfielder, it'll be. Uh, man's already, the transfer window just closed last week. Man's already talking about uh, January. Uh, another, it's I, I don't think we'll go heavy. I think we'll get one midfielder, bruv. Like, and I don't know who that'll be, but I think it'll only be one player, Max. Do you know what, yeah? That 4 0 victory made, made me forget how, how I felt. On, on yeah, what? <laughs> fam! I was word. in my bed just like looking up to, to the ceiling, fam. <laughs> Oi, I, I, when, I, I, when, I when, was rattled. <laughs> when, I, when um, obviously, I went away last weekend, and as I was going away, it was looking like we'll get the ball above. So, yeah. obviously, man's abroad, you know, sun's out, eating outside, there's a nice sunset view, man's got lamb chops, everything was good. And then I pick up my phone and I'm seeing United have. Stop the pursuit of the baller. My head was hot. I couldn't even concentrate for the rest of the day. I couldn't concentrate. Oh, I, oh. I knew that was it. We ain't getting anybody else. And then they, they tried to give us a cheeky Ericsson buzz. And then that was panned out within a, a, a couple hours. So, yeah, I was mad. I was furious. I, I was like, how can we go to the season without <laughs> signing the center midfielder? Mate. So, so, wait, did you buy some of that Ericsson stock, bro? I said cheeky Ericsson nah. buzz, you know? I wasn't even too happy with that because I like, okay, don't get me wrong. I think Eric is a good player, but we need a midfielder that can play in the first phase so we can push Pogba on, like, and actually have been able to play some football. So we didn't get Tillemans, we didn't get Inombele, we didn't get Bruno Fernandez, we didn't go for Dukure. The only person we seemingly went for is Sean Longstaff, who had a disaster class on the weekend. He looks pants. Oi, so, Dukure was poor against what for Watford though. Wow. I heard, yeah, yeah but he's good a, though, man. Uncle was mad, so yeah, man. And then, and then Bale, I heard even though he was trash, he scored a dirty goal. And he was just feeling sad, so yes, you move. Boy, um, <laughs> Man UFC for the fans. How do we address the midfield with what we have and cover Shaw? Um, I think I think Garner's got to come in, man. Like from what I've seen of him, he's actually a really, really good player. Yeah. Yeah, he's isn't a good he, player, man. Isn't he 18? Uh, yeah, you're probably I'm right. Not too sure, but he, he is a good player. And what I've realised here about Garner, Gomez, Greenwood, all of their positioning, positioning is sick. Yeah, like all of their positioning is sick. They always know where to be. They play their positions really well. And that's because they haven't been... Uh, bamboozled by Mourinho and all of the other scumbags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you found that if they've they've stayed away from that other scumbag, so they're still like in the academy phase in their brain. Their positions are still well drilled into them, which is really really cool. So I feel like hundred percent. Like if we was gonna play a free, we'll play a free and play Garner, uh, Pogba, and McTominay. I think that hundred percent works. Dude, Mate, hundreds, you know, don't even let him marinate. It worked. Trust me, like Mate. Garner can pick up balls and he can just spray them all over the gaff. Like he's proper. But it's risky though, because obviously that is youth football. He's also he's a lot taller and stronger than a lot of those players as well. Because he he's he's a unit as well. 
So well, maybe that's why I say you, you you play McTominay for the energy, like to just kind yeah. of cover <laughs> McTominay's just yeah. energy. Yeah. to drop McTominay in a conversation, said man. How much, <laughs> hey. how much that man paying you, man? Uh, <laughs> sauce, that's the kid, bro. Fam. <laughs> but yeah, remember this is the PMP Premier League, fam. Fam. He he could get hey, pumped like. Hey hey, God's ass might get pumped, you know. Like I can't watch you play Little Man Garner, yeah. Little Man Garner away That's away awesome. at um, White Hart Lane, yeah. So so cool in the bed. Babs so, so cool. Field. Have a f- oi. That was the relaxing. Oh yeah, not against them, man, man. That's that's. So who would you play? That's reverse racism, bro. We can't be doing that. That's a reverse. Who would you play? No no. Uh, uh, them, uh, them, them, man, yeah, you got to bring Tommy and Pogba thing, and then uh, got you got a Hail Mary in it. God knows, um, bro. I'll, I know you want to say my pitch. I know you want to say it, but don't. I would put Twan Zebe in there against them, man, fam. I don't care. For what, in midfield? Yeah, fam. Is he all right I, I, in midfield? What's his, is he, can he play? No, nah, the thing is, yeah, he's not even good in midfield, but I, I, I guess... <laughs> Against, against, against them, yeah? Yeah. Nah, yeah. man. <laughs> you got to pack it's that because, man. Yeah, it's that when, it's that when Jose put Pepe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. Hey, okay. Jose's a scumbag. Man put Pepe. Man played a midfield of Pepe, Alonso, and Kadira against in the whole <laughs> Hey, I love him so much, man. What did you think was going to happen, though? He's disgusted, fam. How do you play so much, a centre back and two defensive minded midfielders in El Clasico, cuz? And all the man was just rotating. All the man was rotating. You're rotating yellow cards. Hey, Alonso, you're telling me, yeah. Yellow cards, good law. Messi, Messi, he really wanted to destroy that picture. I remember, I remember, I remember before he came, it was good, good free flowing football. He came in, it became the dirtiest game ever, man. Oh, I love it. He held us five 0 yeah, and he said never again. <laughs> yeah, this is why yeah. they love him, man. Obviously, he can't can't get a job at the moment, which is which is not nice because we want to see him back doing what he does best. But he's a villain we all love, man. You just don't oh. want him managing your club. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, he's oh, he's such, a, he's such an elite villain, bro. He's the greatest, fam. He's the elite greatest. villain. Cool. And on that note, we're gonna end the pod, the the winners' pod. We're gonna call it this week. Hopefully, we get to say that for a few, a few pods this season. Um, we keep losing. We're changing the intro to "Hello Darkness, my <laughs> So <laughs> pray for us, and hopefully, we'll uh, hear you guys next week. Peace, peace, Slap one, slap two, that she danced on Like Rashford
said, I'm a fast one. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. Sports Social Podcast Network. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.